Hey, it's EDB. That's Eric Deshaun Barrett for this day 28 of month 6, 2023. Our Wednesday meditation is gearing up. Right? Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. What did I forget? Night. Okay, good night. Yes, wherever you find yourself, whether you're in the Pacific, in the Atlantic, the Indian and Arctic, whether you're in Germany, China, Italy, Japan, Switzerland, and Nova Scotia, from the White House to the project. Okay. It's so great to be with you on this fine, fine Wednesday. Well, that's it, that, you know, some folks, they might connect some other times. You understand, Mama Bell? Mm-hmm. And so we, we appreciate the people wherever they, they connect, even if they connect at other times. That That is definitely, that is definitely appreciative. Well... It's Wednesday. We're glad to have you back. You was you was tied up in, in various obligations on Sunday and could not get with us and so we're glad that you're here. Okay. I'm glad. Yeah. Yeah, yes. Good morning. Uh uh to all the other people who are joining in. Mom and Mildred's joining in. She's over there. She got my wife hostage, so while they over there having fun, I can sit here and look at the sunrise and got nobody else to talk to. So it's a, it's a, I'm going to stop doing all this yapping. July 29, I have some good news and some bad news. I don't know if I want to tell you or not, but I'm going to tell you. Uh, because of the date at this moment in time, now things could change. You know, the world could fall out, and and uh, uh, you know, but as of this moment, we will not have bike rides at the uh, the walk on July 29. They are not able to attend, but we do have a uh, a, uh, a a bodega that's going to be. Supporting us in our efforts, so you can come out and get you some pastries and some some uh, uh, coffee and tea, and we'll have a little uh, little connection time, if you please. And we're gonna have somebody out there doing some little morning uh, uh, warm ups and yoga and fitness and all that good stuff. So we'll have enough to uh, offset the fight that the bikes won't be there. To all of you who on July 29, that's a Saturday, who are planning to join us, we're going to be at Dominion Tower. You can park in the garage and bring your ticket because the the Neptune Coffee Shop can validate your parking. So parking is free. Make sure you bring your tickets and and get your nuts. And your parking is free. Now, if you go before you go and say, "Hey, let me tell you, something, brother Eric," 
technically ain't free because I went there and I just paid three dollars for a cup of coffee. Well, here's the thing: you're probably gonna be out there five hours, so you add two dollars an hour times five, and that three dollar cup of coffee you just spent, you still come out in the black. So uh, that that's uh, all that I have to say at this moment in time. My dear Granny is here; she will open us in our moment of prayer, and then my. Our dear Mama Bell has returned, and she's going to bang on the keys. God is our refuge and strength, very present help in the time of trouble. The Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our refuge. Be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the heathens. I will be exalted in the earth. Gracious and all-wise, Father, we just thank you this morning. God, we thank you for this beautiful day you let us see. The sun is rising, O oh God, and we are able to see your beautiful sunshine. And we just thank you this morning. We just praise you and we magnify your name. We thank you for another opportunity, O oh God, to stand and give you glory and praise. We just thank you this morning. God, you say in all things, give you thanks. Whatever might be coming our way, God, we know you are with us. We know that you're going to take care of us. You, we know that you're going to solve the problem so we can trust you. Help us to always remember that you seize it all, hear it all, and you understand it all. Because, God, we don't understand some things, but, God, we know you know it all. So we give you thanks this morning. Bless this awaiting all. These waiting people, God, bless your people everywhere. Minister to them, God. Strengthen them, oh God. Put a smile on their face and joy down in their hearts. Those that need healing this morning, we ask you to stay from the crown of their heads to the sole of their feet. Bless them and keep them. Make your faces shine upon them. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen and amen.
Genesis chapter 1, and after you find that, uh, turn to Proverbs chapter 6, Genesis chapter 1, and after you finish that, turn to Proverbs 6. Genesis chapter 1, verse 26. Then God said, let us make man in our own image according to our likeness. Let us make man in own image according to like another translation says make man in our own image they will have what we have and they will do what we do proverbs chapter 6 verse 16 says the Lord hates six things. In fact, seven are detestable to him. Arrogant eyes, a lying tongue, hands that shed innocent blood, a heart that plots wicked schemes, feet eager to run to evil, a lying witness who gives false testimony, and one who stirs up trouble amongst the brothers. Chapter 1, Genesis. They will have what we have. Verse 6. Things. I'm talking today. I'm not going to be. I ain't going to lie to you. I ain't going to be for you long. I ain't got for 20 minutes. Actually, 19. And Brother Dennis got to pray. I want to talk about the things it's okay to hate. The things. It's okay to hate. And all those who read the Bible and believe in the God of the Bible respond with a howdy. Amen. 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 We have found ourselves in a political struggle, if you please. They like to call it politics, but I just call it stupidity. Politics has seemed to be the buzzword, the justifiable word, if you please, to shun or to bring, well, justification to the various acts and activities that are happening amongst the masses. 
we justify the fact that people decide that one group believes that they are the end all be all, that the sun rises and sets around their rule. We justify the fact that people go around and utterly tell lies just to gain political points. Before I we got on this morning, I was listening to Mama Bell, and she was talking about how she read a report or listened to a report. And in listening to the report, uh, they made a statement, I believe it was the former guy, made a statement that uh, the president, the current one, is releasing all the criminals from prison and those criminals are now moving into your houses and your neighborhoods. And as she was mentioning it, the first thing popped into my brain, in the ghetto. In Hooligan's Village, we're not talking about out here in Ingleside where I live. We're not talking about over there where Brother Dennis and them live. I'm talking about in the, in the, in the projects. The average starter home in the project goes anywhere from 150 to 300. So the question that I would like to submit to you for consideration, what ex-con you know coming out of prison with that kind of loot? What ex-con you know coming out of prison with that kind of capital, with that kind of credit? Lies just to get cool points. Arrogant eyes. Folks who feel like that the world is all about them, that if they don't do it, then it won't get done. That is what our whole political system is made up of, agents who feel that I must present the case. In our current situation of politics, if you please, civically here in the city, well, let me not talk about that because we talked about that too much. I, I had a conversation. I go there with a young lady over on the other side of the water, and we were sitting talking yesterday, Monday, day, for blurry days. And in our conversation, caring about uh, uh, the political struggle, and I said that sounds like the same thing going on here in North. She said that's why I told you because I figured you'd understand. You got people who feel like because they've been around a long time that that automatically gives them a license to know what is and what isn't supposed to happen. Now, I'm not a person who believes that you should spit in the face of your elders. I'm not a person that believes that some folks that got some age on them don't know nothing. I actually believe that we need the senior people because the senior people know where we've been. But the sad reality is the young folks know where we're going. And so without the young folks, we ain't going nowhere. And without the senior folks, we're going to mess around and go back where we've been. So both are crucial to the conversation. But 
problem becomes when one side decides that they feel like their position or their reality is more important than the other. When mama and grandmama feel that because, as this lady said, she said, over there and across the water, you got these 50 and 60-year-olds who've been struggling, and now they got a little power, a little sophistication, and they don't want to give it up. So what they do is they will maintain their power, they will maintain their sophistication by oppressing their children and their grandchildren. I remember when I started in a, we were trying to do something, and I went over there to the uh, one of the civic leagues to have a discussion. And the president, I don't know if it was the president, I don't remember who it was at the time, but the argument was, well, you know what, Eric? Our mama ain't getting nothing to us, so we ain't going to get nothing to y'all. Now, here's the problem that I would like to submit to you for consideration. That civic league still is garbage. They ain't got no members. Don't nobody care about the neighborhood. The houses is running down. The civic engagement is in the toilet. Most folks don't vote. The other folks don't care. So what did you master? What did you accomplish by taking the young man who had ideas, taking the young man who wanted to try to do something, and putting him down in the ground? What did you gain? You know what I learned that they gained? They gained the fact that they get theirs and the rest of y'all can just go to death. They gained the fact that it's all about me. And if you're not in the me crowd, then you have a problem. So what I have come to the conclusion about, that there has to be some other source, and I'm going to deviate off of this subject because I'm not going to spend all my time in negative bill. There has to be some other source to overpower the arrogance of our culture. There has to be some other source that overpowers the lying tongue, that overpowers the folks that tries to keep us in in conflicting of each other. Six things that he hears. One who stirs up trouble amongst the brothers. Where is it? It's amazing to me how all these many years we still have not understood the overbearing power of old Brother Lynch. Willie Lynch said, y'all going down there beating the black folks, that ain't going to do it. Did you read your Bible? The Bible told you over there in Exodus, or Exodus that the more they oppressed them, the more they grew. It also spoke about it over there in the New Testament as the church was being scattered. The more the people were oppressed, the more the people found faith and hope in a bigger and a better source. So Willie Lynch said, well, we can't oppress them. That ain't going to happen. We can't beat them. That ain't going to happen. We can't rape their women. That ain't going to happen. We can't molest their children. That ain't going to happen. 
because they found a way to overpower all that. So you know what we do? We'll turn them against each other. We'll divide, and by division, we'll come. And so we have continuously allowed our communities, allowed our churches, allowed our school systems, allowed our workplaces, allowed our businesses to be divided and come. I had a meeting the other day, and I went out there, and the lady said, uh, well, Eric, I don't think you like me. I said, I don't. Lady said, Eric, did you have to be honest? What, what would you want me to do, lie to you? I don't like you. So what's the point? Why are you still here? Because my not liking you does not get us anywhere. Paul, over in one of his journeys, he said, listen, you know that boy over there, John Mark? Can't stand a little rat. But we're about to go somewhere, and John Mark's got some teeth. Got some skills to this mission. So I'll give John Mark a call and tell him, come on, let's go over here. And start the conversation like this. Say, John Mark Paul said this. You don't like me and he don't like me. But the mission is greater than our personal problem. The mission is greater than our identity. And I've come to the conclusion that I don't have to like you, but if you're profitable to the cause, I ain't got to sleep with you. I ain't got to have you over at my house. We ain't got to break bread. I ain't got to share my chicken with you. Well, I might share it with you because I need you to stay healthy as long as we need you for the project. But once the project is done, I'm taking my chicken back. <laughs> oh, Lord, help us. Well, as long as we got the mission, I need you healthy. When we come to the conclusion that building our community is greater, the neighborhood is the business. The church is the business. So Mama Bell need to be on the piano. I don't care if you don't like it. Mama, Grandmama need to pray. I can't care if you can't stand the fact. She prayed too long. Well, then good. Take a long bathroom break. <laughs> You know she prayed between 11 and 11.15. Don't come to church till 11.15. You don't come to church on time, no way. Brother Dennis, he rambled. Leave church early. You don't want to be here, no way. Come pay your tithes and go. The church is the business. The community is the business. Helping people is the business. So when we allow ourselves to not be subjected to the ideas and ideals of Willie Lynch, to not get roped up in this divisive process, to not find ourselves in folks who have nothing better to do a time but keep you in the project. I come to why are you talking to project folks anyway? 
they ain't got nothing good to tell you. Now, it's one thing we're talking to a boy and girl out there in the project, and they just fell on their luck. You know, some, I know some nice folks out there. I know a gentleman out there. He's on the street. And he, he'll come up, and every time I see him, he said, Eric, you check that portfolio today? I said, yes, sir. He said, yeah, you check that portfolio, and you make sure that you check it between 7 and 9, and then come back between 3.30 and 3.45. Make sure every day you're checking your portfolio between those two times. Now, you're going to say to yourself, now, what that little broke poor man know? That's the reason why he broke in poor, because he didn't check his profile between 7 and 9. And so he took his error, and now he goes around and educates people. Hey, don't make the same stupid choice I did. This is why I'm out here. Let me tell you how you can how you can avoid where I am. So I got no problem talking to people who are talking sense. But then you got them folks out there that just just dumb. They have no better thing to do than water the pothole. And they got nothing good to tell you. And we built our whole career like we need these people. Oh, yeah, the scripture says no man is an island to himself. I get that. But when you look at this text and these six things, you, I ask myself when I'm in company of people, do you fit in any of these categories? Because if you do, then I would like to submit my resignation from your company. If you are one of these people, I would like to proverbially file divorce papers, if you please. Because you are bringing down who I can be. You are weakening my potential. The final piece, you know why I believe that God sees and why you should as well. It's because these people, these, this attitude, this idea and ideal, Is not good for mental health. Mm-hmm. When you think about it, you're dealing with folks, sticking with our main subject, our main character, the people of arrogance. The only way that they can maintain their position is by oppression. The only way that they can maintain their reality is at your expense. And so what do they do? They constantly put you down. They constantly tell you where you are wrong. They constantly make you feel like that you don't know what you're doing. And to some degree, it's not that you are wrong. To some degree, it's not that you don't know what you're doing. To some degree, it's just that what you're doing ain't what they want. But the arrogant ideal and idea 
cannot deal with the fact that maybe somebody else sees the world a little bit differently than you do. The area of ideal and idea cannot accept the fact that maybe I'm just the alternative to you. You want rock, I want classical. You want hip-hop, I want R&B. You want slow jams, I want heavy metal. It's the reason why we have all these communities because everybody's allowed the opportunity to do and believe the way they choose. Joshua gave you that license over there in his last words. Y'all can do what y'all want to do. I'm just telling you what I'm going to do. And so even though it may seem like we didn't deal with this as much as we should, you probably should take this and break it down into about four or five different sermons. But the overview of this conversation is these ideas and ideals are the reason I believe why our culture mentally destroyed, societally disrupt, and spiritually bankrupt. And because we've allowed these folks to control our pulpits, to control our city halls, to teach our cheerings, to run our businesses. We've allowed these folks to be at the head of the board, to be deacons and trustees. We've allowed these folks to run our communities, to shelter themselves in place, making their little five folks the only be all in all. Instead of realizing that Jesus loves all of us, red and yellow, black or white, we are all precious in God's sight. Jesus loves all of us, uniquely and individually. My dear brother Dennis. Good morning. Good morning. Father God, we just want to thank you for this opportunity to come and, and hear your word. Lord, just give us the strength not to judge people by what they look like, Sometimes we have a tendency to do that, what they look like, how they walk, how they talk, even maybe how they smell. Lord, just give us the God's eyes, the Jesus' eyes to see these people and what they really need, not what their outlook and appearance may be, or even sometimes what they say. Just give us that loving touch, that loving uh, Just the way we should love people, not because of what they are, but because of that you had created them just like you have created us. Lord, just give us the strength to face the rest of this day, the rest of this week. Give us the words to say and give us the time to pray. Pray to you and to glorify you. Protect us. Continue to bless us. Provide for us. And we'll always love you not just because of what you do, but because who you are and what you have done for us through the death of your son. 
Lord, we just want to give you all the honor and all the glory. And just give us those loving eyes to look at people. In your holy name we pray. Amen. God bless. Have a great week. Hey, Lord.